control report with your hosts. I seriously thought you were going to mess it up. <laughs> Ashley Bishop. <laughs> and Daniel Ettinger. We are here and we are live, but not live because this is edited and then all that fun stuff. But we're excited today. We are, you know, this year Bishop came up with the idea like, bro, we need more officers on this show. It's called the Animal Control Report. So that's something we're going to start doing more and more of. I want to shout out one of our guests that uh, was scheduled to make it today, but had a family emergency, but that was an officer or still is an officer. And then we have a fill-in officer. So shout out to that officer who will join us here in a second. We have a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. You know, Bishop, uh, yeah, I got to tell you something that's a little embarrassing. Oh, good. I'm ready. So... For those that don't know my dog, his name is Mooney. He is a Rottweiler Chihuahua mix. I guess that's embarrassing enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he was sick. And it's like, when do we take our pets to the vet, right? Because we're experts. We know. You know what I mean? Like, well, you mm-hmm. specific, specifically being a vet tech, you're more of an expert than I am. But it's like, when do we do it? Like, do we do it immediately? Do we, you know, like, do because we can check the capillary refill. We can check the gums. We can do the skin test. We can, you know, we we can take temperatures, etc. Make sure so, they're eating and drinking and watching the stools. And So check it out. Yeah. He, I get home on my my weekend. So it's my, my Friday. And I mean, not, I didn't think really anything of it. He was just kind of like lame, a li- like a little lame. Like he just, I figure maybe he had a lot of playtime at the shelter. He, he does come to work and plays around and just does dog stuff, sits in the office, whatever. And I didn't think anything of it until that night I get woken up by the, <laughs> you know, the, the throw up. Did I do that well? Hopefully, maybe. That was more of a choke, but... Right. Yeah, Some people yeah. are sadistic, so they might think that was something else. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say it. but You can say it. I don't know how to do that. Whatever. I guess I do that. Apparently so you do. Like, <laughs> 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 We're going to leave that in there. That's weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I wake up to you know him throwing up. And I was like, fuck. All right. Then. Throws up once. Throws up twice. How is it we always know? Like, you can be a hard sleeper or, or be like in the middle of a dream and you hear that noise and you're like, what, where? Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. So he did that like four or five times that night. He threw up first was food. Uh, second, what do you call the uh, bile? Bile. Thank you. Yep. Vet tech in the building holler. Um, <laughs> so the other one's bile and like, and like three, four more of them are bile. And I'm like, ah, poor guy. And then like, Never in my life. This guy is uh, two and a half, almost three. Never in my life has he not had an appetite ever. Like that dude will eat anything. You put out a bag of food, he would literally eat the whole thing. But then that next day, no appetite. He didn't want anything. I could try to entice him with whatever you can imagine. And he was like, nope, not having it. And I was like, eh, I should maybe probably get him into the vet. (sighs) You know? Yeah. And... So I was like, let me monitor him and just see what's going on. And uh, he's just kind of like lay, like lethargic. And I'm like, ah, all right, if he's like this the next day, I'm definitely going to I'm gonna get him in. So like he doesn't really eat anything for 24 hours or whatever that is. And we go to bed and like. Which isn't the worst thing because that's what most vets will tell you to do is withhold food for a while. Okay. Now, see, this is why I'm glad we have you on the show. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> So we go to bed and and yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen of America or whoever, wherever you're listening, he sleeps in the bed with me. He does. My dog sleeps in the bed. Whoop-de-doo. So I would let Rex sleep in the bed if he didn't in and out of the covers all night long. 80 pounds of under the covers and then not under the covers <laughs> is obnoxious. It sounds like it. So Sorry. I, you know, you, you kind of wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, I was oh, like, no. did, I, did I fart? Oh no. Like, did he fart? Uh, I was like, it smells like, you know, you can just smell dog poo. You just know what oh, it yeah. is. And I was like, did he poop? So I like put on my, my flashlight on my phone and I'm looking around, I'm looking around and I'm like, yeah, there's nothing on the floor. So I guess we're good. And I like, oh no, I'm super tired. So I go back to bed and I wake up like another two hours later. I was like, no, this, this motherfucker pooped like he had to have. So I get my flashlight and I look at him and homeboy really had diarrhea 
on the bed and he was laying in it. I was like, wow. What? I know. I, I, I was immediately, I was like, this guy is like in bad, bad shape. So obviously I go back to bed. Just kidding. I get up, <laughs> get all the sheets off, throw them in the wash, you know, get them as clean as possible. Some one at one, uh, the comforter I couldn't get clean cause it's just too big for my, mm. for my washer. So that thing is getting thrown out. Um, I give him a bath, but he now he's like super himself again. He's not lethargic. He wants food. Uh, and I'm like, okay, all right, buddy, let's see how it goes. So I bought him chicken. Yes, I did. Um, and then uh, we made rice chicken. And uh, he's been, I mean, he still has diarrhea, but he's been able to hold it. And uh, I think we'll just monitor. I'll call my vet tomorrow and, and see what they recommend. It's almost better to do, it's almost better to do ground beef. A, okay. Uh, very lean ground beef and rice, and you could add in some uh, yogurt. Okay. Un- try to go unflavored and look for the uh, the uh, good bacterias in it. Okay. Um, but that could help with his um, digestion and stuff too. Help his tummy. And pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin. lots of. Well, I shouldn't say lots of pumpkin, but give him pumpkin. He has some pumpkin. And he uh no, he's back to himself though, like as far as his behavior. That was the that was the worrisome thing. That twenty four hours, my man was out and I was like, That's not my dog. Like that's not him. So the other thing too though, I think it's also still somewhat reasonable because dogs are no different than people. They can still get a tummy bug or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Rex every once in a while, I would say even up to every couple of weeks, will randomly just throw up some bile. And I've even talked to the vet outside of like I don't rush him there, but during one of his other appointments, and it can still be somewhat normal. Like maybe there was just something that didn't agree with him, a different bug. You do take him to the shelter; he has access to things. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's my embarrassing stuff. I mean, I guess it's not really embarrassing, but at the same time, it's like, I don't, I don't know. I've, I've had children, you know, obviously kids poop all the time and it's just part of the game. Like, you know, I think the embarrassing thing for me was like at four in the morning, I didn't think to check him and I just went back to bed. So I'm sleeping in a bed of poop, but whatever. I mean, it could be way worse. We go into (laughs) houses that are way, way nastier. So yeah. All right, let's welcome Amber Smith to the show, an animal control officer from Oklahoma. Amber, welcome, and let our listeners know kind of a little bit about you, how long you've been doing this job, and, you know, all the fun stuff about animal control in Oklahoma. So, I have been doing animal control now officially for three years in August. Um, I would say I've been doing rescuing and I put that you know princess uh because I started that when I was 17 years old so the enforcement and education thing has started for three years and it has been very interesting (laughs) I think that's the understatement of the world I had no like you know when I was like saving the dogs like as a just a street citizen because you know those people are cool like when I came over to the animal control world I said whoa what is this and why am I here? <laughs> it has been a very eye-opening experience. Um, every day in Oklahoma, I'm like, what are we doing? And how did we get here? Um, but it's been a really fun and rewarding experience. Um, every day is a new day in my little, it's rural out here in Collinsville. And so it's like, some days it's pretty calm and then there's like days where there's 26 dogs out and then some cows and chickens and horses and i'm just like okay (laughs) (laughs) which one should i what fire do i go to first (laughs) isn't that the worst is trying to prioritize what is the like most dire yeah because it's like the other day i two that was two weeks ago i had 12 dogs out at once 12 i said what is happening? I was upset because my kennels, that was the first day that one side was getting worked on. I have 13. And so one side was out of business and my other side had 
three already. I said, how do we have 12 dogs out? And then they told me the street and I was like, well, that's the hot street because I don't, I guess that's my citizens say that's where the, um, bad dogs and like to hang. And I, he's like, that's how you picked up my dog. I'm like, yeah, he went to the bad street. (laughs) (laughs) And I have this individual with, um, way too many chihuahuas. I apparently have learned too many. Yes. I prefer no chihuahuas because they bite me. It doesn't matter if I look at them or stand next to them. I had one when I was a little small child. Her name was Minnie. My best friend's dog would pin me up on countertops. And I said, I'll never forget that chihuahua. She probably (laughs) has reincarnated several times to come back. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, you know what? I'm done with these chihuahuas. But at one point there were six chihuahuas loose. And then my random little man's dogs, um, Sparky and Minnie Mouse were (laughs) out. And then, like, a pig at one point. And I just said, okay, I'm going to go try to find some chihuahuas. And then they all ran home within the 30 minutes of me trying to find them all. It was great. Uh, isn't it? <laughs> I Okay, story from this uh, two weeks ago. Dan, I don't even think I told you about this What? One. I um, thought I was always in the know, Bishop. <laughs> oh, well, let me tell you. So... Uh, shout out to Tomahawk Live Trap. Shout out. Because a they're awesome. They've got all the equipment. Uh, but and Kyle they're our sponsor. Me. I mean, there's just, right? there's that too. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure where we were quite at with that if we were ready for that. But yeah, they're our sponsor. That had nothing to do with it because this happened way before. Um, but I Kyle hooked me up with um some snappy snares because mine kept breaking the nylons did so he hooked me up with some of the metal ones let me tell you guys um so far i haven't actually caught a dog with it because i haven't had an opportunity however they move so much smoother than the other ones the regular nylon ones anyway so the the uh, the the ones he gives you are they're like a really thick plat is it really thick plastic or no it's metal oh okay it's bright it's braided metal Um, I, and like I said, I haven't caught a dog, but it just moves so much, um, smoother. Um, but I get a call because there is, uh, three dog or I'm sorry, two dogs running out on the highway. And this is like one, not one of your backcountry road highways. This is main highway through central Wisconsin goes Cuts right across the entire state. And it's back, they're backing up traffic and all this stuff. So I go out there, I've got three officers, two state troopers. We're trying to catch these two stupid German shepherds, which apparently are both rescue dogs from like Texas or some crap. So you know darn well that they're not super well socialized. I got one of them coming at me and. It goes between me and I'm standing in the middle of one of the lanes in my vehicle. And I have my snappy snare and I'm like, I'm going for it because I got to try to get these dogs off the highway. And I take two steps and, you know, reach out with my snappy snare just barely. I know I touched the dog because he let out that yipe like, holy crap, something just touched me. (laughs) Um, Like when you're in the ocean and a fish touches you. That's me at least. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And my ankle gave out and I sprained my ankle. And of course, when I went down, I went down with one hand and I jacked up my shoulder and dog keeps going. We spend more time, finally get the dogs back into the residential area, chasing them around, lose sight of them. And then lo and behold, they go back home. So I'm, I'm sitting here with a sprained ankle. My shoulder's messed up because, and these two dogs went right back home on their own. I, I want the dogs to go home. I don't want them to get hit by cars. But isn't it annoying, Amber, when you're chasing them and all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to go home on our own. Screw oh, you. Oh, my gosh. I get so angry. I'm like, are you <laughs> Let me tell you the worst situations. And you know you can – but you can tell, like, five houses away. Because, like, oh. if they're out and about, they're like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And then all of a sudden they're like, <laughs> I tell people, I'm like, don't pick up, don't do anything. Just say, go home. Sit in your truck, (laughs) say, go home. And guess what? 
if they truly are close to their house, they're going to run to their house and then they're going to start barking and growling at you because now you've crossed into their, I don't think so zone. Mm. I've, thought, I've gotten more dogs home that way. I'm like, go home. Oh, I don't think so zone. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like yeah. that. I'm like, quit going there. And they just, they go and I'm like, okay, well, that's where we're at. And now like, please, where's your owner? I like it when I follow them home and it's like they got on the safe zone and i'm like well i still have to go let your owner know that you're out and so like Mm -hmm. i go like let me go up to your door dog's like absolutely not let me rip you up real fast and i'm like this Mm. is not this is not what we just were doing 10 minutes ago (laughs) yeah and yet even though they're barking at you owner still doesn't come out and because they hear the barking because you know what whatever dogs bark and apparently their dog's allowed to always bark Yes. And I'm like, here's the thing. When my dog, I live out in the country, but I have neighbors and I keep it respectful here because I'm like, I hate when my dog barks. It makes me mad. I've been a city girl before and had those people mad at me. And I've also been country girl and I prefer country. Um, When my dog barks, I'm like, okay, I'll give you like a minute. But if you're going on like several minutes, I'm now annoyed and you have to come inside this house and shut up. Why is it that people can't get that through their head? How do they just ignore their dog barking? Dogs do not bark unless there's a bird or there's something there. Like, dogs don't just bark because it's fun. Like, there's something there, obviously. Like, they're going to stop, but if the thing doesn't, they don't stop, something's watching you. (laughs) (laughs) You should probably get a little bit more concerned. (laughs) I mean, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. but I don't know how I don't know how those people avoid it. Like, or are they people that have multiple dogs and you hear multiple barking and you're like, how are you inside the house with that? Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm annoyed standing here. <laughs> right, right. That, oh, I didn't I actually... hear it. Yes, you did, and you heard my knocks. <laughs> I actually, knocks. <laughs> I will use that to my advantage sometimes because oh. if um, I can't get somebody to come to the door. Mm-hmm. But the dog keeps barking. I'll keep knocking to keep the dog barking so that hopefully they'll come to the door. Yes. Do you know, I like, I, so, you know, do you know what the cop knock is? Mm-hmm. I got, oh, yeah. so I was like six months into my job and I was, I, so when I came on, there was nobody to teach me. It was just me. And the old ACO bounced. And I was like, friend, like I would call him and ask him advice. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm hoping for the best. Because, you know, I hadn't got the training yet. I walked up onto a cat woman's house. Y'all oh. got those people? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We know the like, smell. Yeah, uh, <laughs> okay. But, you know, there's like different types of cat people. Like oh, there's yeah. the good one. Like there's the helpful and unhelpful. Mm-hmm. I found out very quickly where I was at but I did not know the dangers I walked into. There should have been tape. Um, <laughs> I knocked and I smelt and I was like, whoa, that's a lot of cats. And then I was like, okay, come on, cat lady. So I knocked and then nothing. And so then I like knocked, knocked, and I had my body cam on and I stepped back and apparently it was a cop knock. And I was like, what's a cop knock? And she's like, why are you coming in here hot as heck and blowing on my door like you're a police officer? And I'm like, I'm animal control. I work underneath them. But I just thought I was knocking. Like, yeah. Played it back. He's like, Amber, it, you're cop knocking people. I think I understand why they think you're scary and mean. <laughs> and I was like, I was just trying to get her to come to the door. She was inside. And I said, it's animal control. I know you're inside please come talk to me she wouldn't come so i had to knock harder maybe she was confused right no so uh, my cop knocking days are over <laughs> <laughs> oh but your cop knock will come in handy you'll you'll find the time to use it yes it, it, every once in a while i'm like okay we're my soft knocks are done like come to the store right now <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Go> <laughs> yeah, like no the dog barking i'm like come on guys we got other things to do but no, they don't. They like it. It's like the sound of their ears, apparently. <laughs> oh, it's, but then you also have those neighbors. This is why barking complaints are the bane of my existence. Oh. Because you have those neighbors that the dog barks once. Literally once. And all of a sudden, the neighbors are on the phone. The dog's been barking for two hours straight. You know, dog's yes. been out for three seconds. Um. And those are the people I just want to be like, mm, move out to the country. Yes. Just move out to the country. You don't need to be around people. Yes. I like it when they're like, it, it barks 24 seven. It never stops barking. It's all day, all night. And I had yes. a call that happened. 
And I said, man, this person's exhausted. Like, and they don't work because obviously they hear this way too much. Like, holy cow. And so I went to the home with the individual and it turned out the owner had passed and the brother was caring for the animals. So why were the dogs barking? The routine was different. People were in and out of the house. Right. And he was like, my mom, my sister's deceased. I don't know what to do with these two dogs. Um, I'm doing the best that I can. And I said, hey, I understand it. I just wanted to come give you a, a notice that, hey, someone's agitated. Because in my town, I can't do anything about the barking. Because, you know, it's a gray area. You can, but you have to put it in the citizens thing. They have to do a misdemeanor um, complaint, basically a citizen's arrest, because it's not in my presence. And they have to go to court. Do they ever want to go to court? No. No. So- did you know that there is a nifty neat cool tool though that you can uh rent out to address that oh what's that um we were when we were at taka they were actually demonstrating it and the device goes at the rp's house and you tell the company okay i want you to either record um barking from this time to this time during the day or length of time of barking or direction of barking, depending on what device. Um, or you can record the decibels if you, cause you can use this for other oh. things other than just barking. You can do it for bars that play music, etc. Fascinating. Um, and then they gather all the data and they give you a report that says, yep, dog was barking for, two seconds here and you know one minute there at this time and it will give it to you compiled wow it is a fantastic device dan do you remember what it was called you know no but if you give (laughs) me a minute i might be able to find it and and it was we we did reach out to them i want to say the owner was in australia does that sound right yeah yes and um let me see if i can find the name of the company it was it was they, such they, a cool device. It was a cool device. It, it absolutely was. So, and like oh, I said, it's for more than just barking. You can. That's how I presented it to my department. Was like, hey, no, is it NoiseNet? Yeah, that might be it. NoiseNet. Let me double check it. NoiseNet. Yeah, this is it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you can check their website out at. Uh, I think it's noisenet.com.au, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just double check. Okay. Uh, It's like $500 a month, but you can use it as many times in that month as you want. Oh, okay. And put it at as many different locations and stuff. Um, Awesome device. Thank you. And do you use it? I have not. <laughs> she ain't got $500 a month. No. <laughs> and I, I went to them towards the end of the year when budgets were pretty much gone anyway. Um, but they were intrigued by it for, uh, again, other uses like the um, bar noise. And we've got a couple of people that are like, oh, so-and-so is blasting their music again. Oh, um, Karen. Karen. Right. Karen. At, at a, 10 o'clock in the morning, of course, it's an issue. Oh my gosh. So you can go to, you can actually just go noisenet.com. Again, that's noisenet.com, and they have all their information uh, there. They do have a US site. So check that out. It's actually pretty cool. Pretty cool. We should get them on, Bishop. I know they wanted to be there. We ran out of time there. But anywho, you know, I found out some fascinating stuff, and I'm going to tease this for the next few shows. I've been doing research on just all the different things of our profession. The, and Bishop, I know I sent you kind of a, a photo of it. Um, just timelining our profession and just seeing how much it's changed through, you know, what what the complaint is. And, and so the, the barking aspect is something that like kind of triggered that for me to think about where, you know, before, I mean, our, our main duties were rabies control for a very long time. And, and barking is now like, you know, everybody, we live next to each other. A lot of people work from home, like, or they just, they just don't want to go knock on their neighbor's door and just say, Hey, you know, is there any way, like, if you hear your dog barking for like a minute, can you maybe um, just bring it inside or try to, you know, curb that or, 
maybe there's a way for um or ask the rp hey do you have you ever told your neighbor maybe they're at work and have no idea that their dog's barking exactly yep. could you is get a phone a, number and communicate with them is it well, no my favorite is but it's your job mm. what do you mean oh it's your they job say that to, you. to tell them to stop I, it. and it's I your job take that. that dog right now on what what grounds because i'm annoyed by it take the dog i love that it's my my piece that i it's disturbed you don't care about my piece Mm -hmm. i'm like i understand and i'm frustrated for you and i understand the barking but i cannot literally just take this dog because someone Mm -hmm. told me today why not i pay Uh you Uh you i like that i like it (laughs) (laughs) but i don't get it a lot of people just take the dog you cannot do that Tomahawk Live Trap has been manufacturing humane animal capture and handling equipment since 1925. They work directly with animal control officers around the world to develop and improve their products so that they're as safe and efficient as possible. Save 10% on your next order by using discount code DCACREPORT. Visit them online at www.livetrap.com or call them at 1-800-272-8727. Now, I think it's time, Bishop. I think it's time. Do you think it's time? The pick of the litter. The pick of the litter is a game where you basically get questions and those questions are really up to you on how you want to answer. There's no right or wrong answer. You pick and you have um, the opportunity. Let's say you pick something, um, you know, you have the opportunity to give us background on it, why you decided to choose that answer, et cetera, et cetera. So it'll be fun. Let's um, have, just have fun with it, you know? Okay. Nothing, um, nothing specific that you have to say, but, you know, we'll just. Dan, you're rambling. I know. I just, because I was trying Stop. to explain it. Sorry. <laughs> this is why we have you on the show. Yeah, to keep you in line. <laughs> oh, boy. I like it. Okay. <laughs> All right. You ready, Bishop? I'm ready. Are you ready? No, clearly not. <laughs> Obviously. I'm worried about this game thing. I'm like, what is this game we're doing? <laughs> oh, I promise it's easy peasy. I'm excited about it. All right, Amber. What is your official title? Like at my job? Mm-hmm. Um, Animal Control Officer Smith. Okay. We, we know that there's at least, uh, are we at 30 or 31, Dan? Yep, that's why we're doing that. 30-some <laughs> different names that people in our profession go by. So, Oh. Uh, yeah, there's I, a oh, really? Like animal services officer, animal welfare officer, humane oh, law yeah. person, humane officer. I just go by animal control officer Smith. Yep. That's perfect. Okay. How many times have you been bitten? Um, I This year? um it is only 29 days into the year so this year with my protective circles on by um four times i think dan i think we need to get her some training four times this year yeah well well no well some of them i one of them it was like it was i had no i wish i have a lot of training but it was like feral cat it was like a feral cat or it was a cat moving and so it was just like i knew what i needed to do but it was i had to hurry and move it but like it was one of those i knew better type of situations so basically i'm gonna take it back i'm gonna say two (laughs) two of those weren't really those were my i knew i was like i shouldn't have done that but i did that i needed that cat (laughs) pet pet snatch (laughs) Do you guys I do mean, that sometimes? Pet, pet, snatch real quick to try to get the cat to come to you? Have, is that a thing? Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Pet, pet, snatch? Yes. Is mm-hmm. this like duck, duck, goose? What the fuck's going on here? Well, yeah. You, you, you get it close enough that you can pet it and you you grab it. Yeah. It's like my cat lady. I had a cat. Well, it's mashed potatoes. It's my personal shelter cat now. Um, a cat house. And I was like, I want these cats to come to me. And some of them were friends. And they were like, well, pet. Pet snatch scruff. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to run with that. Pet, pet snatch. So do you, off topic, but not really, do you wear a vest? Yes. 
Okay, so I have found that when you've got to do something like that with the pet pet snatch, you press them into your vest. I can't believe this is a thing right now. Pet really? pet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because they, they can't they can't claw through it. <gasps> Thank you, pet they, pet snatch vest. Yes. Um, like now, it. granted, you know you do risk them crawling up your face, but if you can get that scruff and grab those back legs and press them into your vest, you're less likely to have them turn around onto your arm. Okay, thank you for that. Yes, yeah. I will start with that. There we go. Pit pit snatch vest. <laughs> People are going to be out there in the streets and be like, "That girl was weird, but she's even weirder now." It's fine. <laughs> Just let her go be weird over there. And that's mostly what the citizens do. They're like, what's that? What's Hazy Osmith doing? Uh, that's just her normal behavior. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. But yeah, so no. it's How many times have you been bit, Dan? So, okay. You two times. In tw- this is your game, by the way. But I'll, <laughs> I, I'll I, jump I, I turned it on you. <laughs> I, technically, in this job... Uh, in uh, almost 13 years, I can say two times, uh, unlike two times in 29 days. And I'm not trying to like gloat or show off here. I'm just no, saying. Really. That, I like it. <laughs> I'm, I just, Normally I'm just. Normally, I always say I don't get got. I don't get got by dogs. It's the freaking cats. <laughs> I, I might mean, have babies, but I'm dealing with it pretty well. So that's, <laughs> that's fine. Did you get the pre-exposure shot? Because that's what I I'm fixing to start getting. Yeah, you, you should fix that up in a... Have you done it yet? In Oklahoma. No, I actually true. just asked my chief for it. And um, he said, "You they have those? And I said, I would love to. And he's like, absolutely. So um, okay. tomorrow... I just feel like in, in Oklahoma, though, it's not a shot. It's somebody has a pot on their stove with like a good, <laughs> a good roux. Like they're mixing some stuff up. They Honestly, I feel like that would be this better thing to do because at least I know whoever made it like has some, like probably some spiritual stuff in there. That's probably yes, going to be That's what I'm talking about. They throw it's a little have that juju in there. That's going to protect yes. you from everything. And I'm like, give me that. Yep. yep. I'll yep. drink it. For, it for anybody out there that is trying to present to their, uh, department, agency, whatever, that they want the vaccine. And they're like, oh, it's going to be expensive because it's about $1,500 to get the pre-exposure vaccine. That's yes. um, three vaccines. Each one's about $500. I called up my local hospital and I said, I want to know how much the post-exposure and immunoglobulin vaccine would be. And I was told back in 2013 that it could be anywhere between seven and ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars for the post exposure well, that's Whereas, your cost yep that's not the insurance cost that's you are out right. of pocket and so well granted i mean yes it would be workman's comp but if you take that to your supervisors and say you can pay possibly pay seven to ten thousand dollars later or just fifteen hundred dollars now and now i'm protected and won't die Mm -hmm. you may have a fighting chance and that's what i did and now i get my titer tested every year which there are two different titer tests i found out at taka as well interesting oh i'm getting my titer test at the where am i going midwest veterinary conference they have a booth that you can just walk around and be like hey booth where is that gonna be in columbus ohio Yeah, February in like a couple of weeks, actually. That's it'll be exciting. it'll be interesting to know if they're doing the quantitative or qualitative test. Because um, I was told that the quantitative is the one you want because you want to know exactly what your numbers are. Because if you're at 0. 0.6, but the recommendation's 0. 0.5, you might as well get a booster because by the time you test again, you're probably going to be at that 0. 0.5. And how long did it take for you to actually get there? And how so, often do you have to get the... Uh, every two years about, they, they recommend. Well, to get your titer checked every two years. A lot of people, once you've had it, two, two or more vaccines, you're pretty solid. Uh, no, well, Dan, <laughs> they school. say depending on what your potential exposure is. So somebody okay. who works with, um, let's say, bats and is handling bats because they work at a rescue, they 
they suggest potentially every six months getting your titer checked because they're a vector species. Um, people that are less likely to work with actual rabid animals. So let's say uh, veterinarians working with domestic species, they say every two years. So I went um, in between there because I have had more than enough potential exposure because of wildlife as well as domestic animals in wildlife. Um, and I go once a year. Okay. So. <clears throat> but I deal with raccoons almost. I, then once I would be month. testing at least once a year. That's been my issue is raccoons and distemper in my town. Like mm. I haven't seen the animal dogs, domestic dogs have not, but it's like every other day since I think October, we have had a raccoon presenting symptoms of it. It has been the craziest thing. Do you know what I, do you know how to tell if a raccoon is what at night, if it has um, distemper or not? A good way to... No. No. So I was, you know, I'm on these animal control Facebook pages, um, and someone said, shine a flashlight. And what do animals' night lights, eyes at light night do when you shine a light? What are they they're supposed green. to do? Like a raccoon? Glow. Green, right? Yeah. Guess what they don't do when they got it? What? Really? They don't glow green. Oh. I wonder if maybe they got like a fluid buildup or something. And so I was wanting to see if you guys heard that. So I got my cat folk. They love me. And she said, she sent me a video of a feral cat that she found. And then she's like, ooh, there's our raccoon. And she named it. I don't know. Um, and she said, ooh, he's healthy. And she shined the light and his eyes glue. And then the next day I had a raccoon in that area at dance. We like to call them smiley raccoons when they start to, <laughs> you know, the unfortunate chattering of the teeth, the oh, yeah. oh, let's be your friends. So... My officers, I said, shine the light in their eyes, and you didn't see it. Hmm. And every there's, I'm gonna tell you, at one point we were up to twenty. Um, it, I don't. Have you reached understand. out to your DNR? Huh? Have you reached out to your wildlife wardens? Yes. Okay. Um, yes, I have, and so the apparently where I'm at, like my side of town, there has been a lot of um, raccoons. And, but it started to slow down, but I have never seen it like this before. And so it was, I'm interested to see if other people have experienced that, but yeah, so that was one of the ways I was able to tell when they're not feeling what that could be potential distemper, the shining of the eyes. Hmm. So interesting. Well, that's some food for thought. If anybody is, uh, use that technique before yeah someone else has done that please reach out or tell me because yeah, i want to know if they're doing message. it that'd be cool to hear so amber let's go back get oh, into yes. the pick of the litter yes what is your spirit animal that's a good segue <laughs> <laughs> oh my spirit animal <laughs> no you know <laughs> i've decided i have a cockapoo and she is, you know, Cocker Spaniels are like not the friendliest and they just like uh-huh. one thing. I've decided I am my cockapoo. I am a Cocker Spaniel. I don't <laughs> want to be bothered. I just want one thing and I would rather be left alone. Don't touch my stuff. My Cocker Spaniel, Scarlet, is sitting, or my cockapoo, but she's really Cocker Spaniel when she's grumpy. Um, She's sitting right next to me, and me and her are totally just like a vibe. We're just like happy together. <laughs> and then, like, a poodle is my thing now. But yeah, so I'm a Cocker Spaniel at heart for sure. All right. Fantastic. Mean, but friendly sometimes. <laughs> just depends. <laughs> I mean, aren't we all? Yes. Uh, what is your favorite snack? I love peanut M&M's. Mm. Hey, you Absolutely. know what? At least there's some protein, some energy in there. Yes. I like the extra large because it says you can share, but I never share. <laughs> <laughs> Not even with my nine-year-old daughter. She's like, Mom, no. Mom, get your <laughs> own, kid. <laughs> Have you ever 
adopted an animal you rescued on duty? Like personally adopted? Yep. Um, yes. Um, so I was, I went to a barking, or no, a aggressive dog complaint. Multiple people called this vicious critter in. And I went and I was like, where's this black critter that's so cool? And nothing. I'm like, I'm driving away. And then all of a sudden I look in my rearview mirror and I see this black figure and I'm like, what? And I get out of my truck and, you know, I squat because tall mm-hmm. people equals scary. And I see this majestic creature and I'm like, what is that? Because, you know, when they're not groomed, you're like, what are you? Let's play right. for a second. And then it she charged me and I was like, okay, not charging in a vicious way, but like, hi, what are you? guys underneath all that hair it was a standard poodle Uh oh and she was black in color and um her i was like oh you're very vicious as she's licking my face i had had five aggressive dog complaints on her in three days that she was viciously chasing children and i was like what is happening even on the sunday one of my officers went out to find her so i grabbed her and i put her in my truck and i took her to the shelter and she jumped on my desk and i was like that's a no and then she jumped in my lap and she's like this is where i belong and i called her owner and he was like me and my girlfriend broke up and i really don't know what i'm doing with this dog and i really don't want her to die because you know all we do is run around with needles in our hands Um, of course of course and it's like the blue juice of death like i'm gonna kill it all like that's i have other things to do um and i was like i'm not gonna kill this dog i was like i can you can surrender her to me and i can you know i i am a kill i am a low kill shelter but since i took over two years ago the only things that i would ever have to euthanize are vicious dangerous or you know if they're not vaccinated and i don't have a choice um and i told him that and he was like I would like to surrender her if you can get her to a rescue. So cool. Get her to the shelter and she's super cute. And I was like, Oh, I'll just take her home today. Cause I had a rescue for her cause we can't adopt out. But I was like, eh, rescue poodle go away. So I brought her home. She didn't eat my cats. And then she didn't fight with my dogs. And I was like, okay, I'm not a poodle person. Cause I had a border, I had a border collie papillon and then my cockapoo. And then I was like, well, she didn't eat the cat. I'd been wanting another dog. My dogs were getting older, 15 and 14 at that point. And then my youngest one, I was like, I think I might get a new dog because I won't know what to do if I don't have a big dog. So I kept her. And they named her Rain, A-R-R-A-I-N, and I changed it to Rain, R-E-I-G-N. Mm-hmm. Nice. Rain. And you guys know what? She, is, doesn't, she doesn't bark. She only barks if someone knocks too many times. Does not cat. So in the same week that I got her, because I initially thought that I wanted a new cat, um, then a feral cat had kittens, and I spayed her, and I found her orange kitten a week later. So in oh. that week, I got my standard poodle that I would have never paid money for, right? At a rescue, mm-hmm. I would have had a rescue, but not at a person. And so I had a brand new standard poodle, house trained, cat trained, all of the things trained, and now she lives in my house, and she's two, and we're going to obedience training. Nice. But guess what? I added to the poodle collection. Someone in my training last year said I got a poodle that needs saving. And so now I have two black standard poodles. (laughs) And if you're wondering, my standard poodle, the first one I got at eight months old, she, her line came from, you can tell she's show quality because we're like, why do you breed your dogs? To improve my, the line, the quality, right? She, to me, is a show dog. Her brother, he's not really her brother, but that's what they are. Um, he's mentally special. Like he's got some, <laughs> but no, here's the thing. He is special because he came from, everything can be abused. It doesn't matter how expensive the dog is, right? Mm-hmm. I got him because my training class friends was like, hey. And they are like, you, what do you do? I'm like, yeah, I'm in animal welfare. Because, you know, they always find you. And they were like, we got a dog. And I'm like, of course you've got a dog. And they were like, no, it's someone else. This individual was renting to this couple, and they had a standard poodle in a kennel all day long, only let him out once a day to poop and eat. And they, you know how country people sometimes brand their animals? Oh, yeah. They wrapped that around his mouth every day in the kennel so he wouldn't bark or chase. And every day that's what he did. And he had to see these people 
And so how do you think his anxiety was? Awful. And I will tell you, you know how you said the decimals on that thing that reads, I have my Apple watch. So I was, I kept, I brought him home because that happened to be the literal weekend. I was euthanizing my older dogs because of old age. And I finally was like, I'm ready. And I needed a little bit of a distraction for while my daughter was at her dad's. So I was like, I'll, I'll take him home for the weekend and send him to a rescue. Well, guess what? That was October. It's January. <laughs> um, you know how we like people reference us as the pound. I was like, I'm about to drop you off at the pound. I'm not even calling it the animal control shelter. <laughs> but he's still here and I have always been against um shock collars um vibration collars and beeping collars because I was like no I got this if you're wondering I didn't have it I had to it was above my skills I contacted a specialist and they were like you're against this but you need to make your life better in your child's because I also have an 88 year old grandma in the three weeks that the trainers told me this I because poodles are intelligent I've only had to beep him and vibrate him a couple times instantly a better dog it is the weirdest thing it is 100 percent uh the dog that is going to determine what type of training is going to work best for them absolutely Um, there's certain things you can be um there's things you can be against, yes. but as long as they're used in a safe and knowledgeable way, it can yes. be a useful training tool. As long as you know what you're doing. Absolutely. So. Because the trainer was like, you have to be exact on the negative behaviors. Because what was happening was he would bark with my obedience training with my good poodle. I put my hand on her mouth, no bark. And it mm-hmm. was, it ended quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. He was getting, he was a toddler. He's getting the negative attention for the negative behavior. And he was so deprived of that attention. I'm going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And I, and the second I was the, you know, I took myself out of it. Totally different dog. Yeah. He can sit on the couch and we're totally cool now. So, but yeah, awesome. so I brought two poodles home and I've, by the way, I've never been a poodle person in my life until suddenly <laughs> here I am. Poodle lady, crazy poodle lady. It's fine. I like it. <laughs> All right, we got four more questions for you, Amber. I talk a lot, sorry. No, it's It's okay. Good stories. All right, emergency lights or Amber lights? Oh. Um, Or do you not have any? Oh, I have emergency lights. Do the people stare at them and acknowledge them? No. No, never. I like, they'll just zoom on past me. I'm like, did you see me here? Like, I was. Right. And like, so do you guys have to pick up animals on the side of the, your signal 30s? Do you call them signal 30s? I have no idea what that is. That's it's a deceased animal on the side. So if you oh. say, I have a f- deceased, by the way, I on the radio, this is why I was like, I have picked up a dead raccoon or a, um, a dead something. And I meant to say signal 30. Um, and the news station called what do you mean you got a dead body (laughs) i said do y'all have nothing better to do than listen to animal control pick up dead dogs and or dead cats a dead squirrel it was a dead squirrel for that day (laughs) because people do you have you do you have people call in and say i'm upset with this animal control because there's a dead squirrel that's been on the road for 2.5 hours and i went to work and know it's still there and you still haven't picked it up do you have those people no Okay. I don't pick up any, I only pick up domestic, uh, deceased domestic animals. Oh. Um, which we, oh, I've got a doozy of a story for that one, but maybe for another time. Um, but yeah, no, we, we only do domestic animals oh. to check them for chips and look for owners. Okay. Yeah. So I have, I pick up all of the roadkill, um, for the most all of it and people call me this raccoon's been here that raccoon's i'm like squirrels but one time i had to go on our highway and turn the lights on to get a cat that had been tossed from a car so imagine paralyzed um from the waist down also cats in pain equal not a great time no me and cats in general like i am known in collinsville as the cat catcher but they hate me and they always hiss at me and try to 
Snatch. Pet pet snatch. Um, And that's, that's, and so like my friends on Facebook, I like to post Amber versus the cats of Collinsville. And that's kind of been a running thing um, because no matter what I do, they hiss at me and want to kill me dead. And I'm like, I love you, but they don't (laughs) love me. And I always, the biggest joke of all, I want you to know, I was never a cat person. It's been strictly dogs. So when I took over as animal control, I'm like, oh, I don't care about cats, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I need a shelter cat because, you know, sometimes shelters get mice. And I'm like, absolutely not. So I got a shelter cat named from a, under a trailer and I named him Meatloaf. Uh, so i name my cats food names and my daughter just accepts it okay so i got meatloaf and he was this ugly he was literally a shelter cat i begged my chief i'm like let me have a cat let me cat he's like amber no i'm like i want this cat like i have to have him so two weeks i got i got him into my job and i'm like i love you and y'all he grew up to be this long-haired – he retired within two days of being in his job. So I had to get my cat a cat to kill the mice at the shelter because he retired in the field within two days. He's old. He didn't really have teeth. That's fine. His name's Meatloaf. But I got mashed potatoes through the pet pet snatch. She bit me when I got her. I was not happy, but she's now mine. Um, she kills the mice. But, yeah, so ma- mashed potatoes and Meatloaf are my cats but now meatloaf has gone to heaven so i have gravy mashed potatoes and gravy wow and i want I you to know right along down there in oklahoma because y'all got some crazy <laughs> like you made me want to talk southern because you know how i do it on the on the podcast I, i'll go down I there want people listen do you know my friends that like i have a hairstylist she's like amber please get a bo- put something on your body because i want to watch you every single day i'm like like, i do have a body cam but my chief is like let's let's not but like um i want to be watched because every day i can't make my life up and every day i come home and i'm just like what happened (laughs) how did i and like why am i so like when i first started i was like so tired and i couldn't figure it out and i was like i have never had so much fun let me tell you i was a teacher for 10 years before i did this oh okay and I learned very quickly that I don't, I realized why I wasn't meant to be a teacher. One, because, well, COVID showed me. I have my master's in criminal justice because I was getting okay. my education in teaching. And then I, when COVID hit, I said, absolutely not. And let me just start my criminal justice bachelor's and ended up getting my master's in administration. And um, rocking and rolling is this animal control person, you know? But yeah, so come do a ride along with me because I totally love for people to ride. They are afraid, but it's fine. Totally fine. <laughs> I just said, close your eyes and hold on. It's a fun ride. It's bumpy, but we'll catch it. I like to chase pigs. They don't ever come to me, though. <laughs> they don't, that was the laughing stock. I was like, Chief, there's a pig in town. I'm literally chasing it, and it's fast. And he's like, don't make fun of us like that, Amber. I'm like, oh, that's so funny. and I was like, my chief, when he comes up with his comebacks, y'all, he has got the best dad jokes. He has got the best comebacks. And I'm just like, where do you store these, man? Like, you're good. And I hate, and he gets, I want you to know, he gets two rights a week. I'm like, you got to pick it though. You're not, I'm not going to give you a right. You're right. Every day this week, like twice, that's it. So he has to really earn his stuff. Nice, nice. <laughs> Sorry, I could like go off a different direction. This is what I do, thousands. Of but yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. It's fine. Okay, three more questions. Okay, three more. State or department required certification? Do you have something like that in Oklahoma? Yes. Well, so I, you don't have to go to the animal control training, but my work huh. requires it. Like, there's some departments that don't send their people. And that flabbergasts me because I would like my people educated and informed. Yeah. So it, the, is, it, is it required or not? It's well, well, I guess I, I, it was required for mine. Okay, um, so it was required through her department, not yes. through the state. Yeah. Like I know there's some animal control agencies that have only sent two other people. Okay, like, and they've been there for four years. Wow. It's the, it's the 
fun. There's, you guys know there's no funding. Yeah. And working for the city sometimes, you know, there's that budget for the year. That's the budget, right? Yep. And that's what is unfortunate. I'm like, I would rather be prepared and educated. And how do you not get sued? You know, and you never And in Oklahoma, we have a 40 hours animal control Academy. And I went to that and I was able to learn how to shoot my dart gun. I learned all of the basics in 80 hours. And it was it was eye-opening to me because I didn't know what I was doing. I taught for 10 years. I was on the rescue side. Mm. And it was eye-opening. And then I started those trainings, and then I was afforded another training. I went to the uh, animal cruelty school when they had their big, what was it, two years ago, a year and a half ago when we were in Florida. That's how I met Mark Kumpf. Um, and he is one of my favorite people to talk to. I call him all the time. I text him all the time. One to say what's up because he's such a great friend, by the way, love him a lot. Um, and he's taught me some things that I put in my back pocket and there's been, he's like, you may need this in the field. And guess what? There's been a lot of times I've needed his brain in the field that I was able to pull that on my back pocket and say, he taught me that, you know, you've brought up two things. Mm-hmm. that kind of go into the next two questions. So um, you said that you've got a dart gun, but yes. as far as PPE goes, do you carry a firearm? No, I do not. Do you have a baton? Yes, I do. Do you have OC? Yes, I do. Do you have a taser? Not yet. Okay, so you have um, OC and baton. Yes, um, my OC and my baton. I've only pulled my baton out one time. Because you know when you pull that out, like, something's gone super wrong. Right. Um, I had one dangerous, I would say, you know, it takes a lot to create an animal as dangerous. I had a very close call where a blue healer that was tied to a fence was too long with a chain, never interacted with, said, not it. And I had to get him to my shelter, and he said, he charged me, and I was like, it's me. Or me, because I didn't, I I was like, that's not bad juju. But thankfully, I was able to move, get the dog to trick him into a kennel. And I was like, because I had always been told when you pull out the baton, lethal is probably the next step, you know? And that's something Mm -hmm. I always try to avoid. I'm like, I don't ever, I want it to be humane at all times. But yes, I've only, and the OC spray, I have not, knock on all the wood, I've been able to keep that up. So Okay. Yeah. So you had talked about Mark Kumpf. Yes. Um, but if you had the ability to ride along with anybody, who would it be? You know, it's the best I would like to go to Detroit and kind of see Oof. and Ooh. see what it's like. Mark has a lot of stories, like, you know, that I see him post about. And I would love to ride around in um, with Mark. I kind of want to go see what Texas is like. Um, New Orleans kind of sounds fun. And then what is his name? I met him. He's always Kevin. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Dude. Dude. Dude approved. So I also met him. I met him at a training too in Florida. And he's a really cool guy. Um, I would love to hang out with him. So we got to narrow down. Are we doing Mark and the dude? Or how... <laughs> let me have Mark. Let me go with Mark first okay. and see how his brain rolls. Um, I would hang out with Mark for a week. Like that's how much I want to learn from him. You know, he's he got and I are, he and I are spent spending the night. Uh, he he's gonna hang out. Uh, he's coming to Columbus, and he's gonna he's gonna be my bunk mate, my roommate for a few days. So are you? Oh, yes, yes. Are you gonna go to New Orleans? I I just found out I'm going to New Orleans. <laughs> hey, hey, so let me ask this. I want to go to New Orleans, and my chief was like, fine. He saw – he, I, you know how you said me and my training? He's like, Amber, he watched a video of me trying to catch a raccoon. He was like, all right, girl, I know you're great, but we're going to need you to work on your <laughs> catching animals in the field strategy. I can catch a dog in the because you know you could talk a dog into submission or you could talk a dog into a corner like you can get that dog somewhere but if you're wondering can you get a raccoon to listen to you 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 You know, at one point, I forgot what I was chasing because I was like, so, you know how you like are on a call for like too long and you're like, okay, I'm done. Like, I'm done. Uh-huh. I was mad at this raccoon that I shined my flashy lights. I was like, your eyes aren't glowing. You're mine. I was like, you got to come with me. The raccoon said, I'm sick, but not sick enough, animal control, and took off. And it was like a 10-minute torture. And I'm like, quit running from me. You're sick. You're injured. How are you faster? And so I'm like yelling at him. And I said, here, kitty, kitty. He's not a cat. Why was I talking to this raccoon like he was a cat? And I was like, like, do you pet snatch that motherfucker? Please don't. You're not vaccinated yet. Not vaccinated yet. But you know what? He crawled up in the tree and he did his weird smiley thing. And I just said, when you're done with your weird smiley thing, I'll catch you on the flip side on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I'm trying to, I'm going to, I'm actually have the paper in front of me right now because my chief was like, find three classes because you know, it's like a three day thing or or however many days he's like, find something for every day. That's going to be beneficial for you and the department to what's going to help you learn. And then I will consider sending you. So I'm working really hard on that because I really want to go. We're trying, I love to get going. Bishop, we're trying to get Bishop to go too. And uh, I just actually found out this week that I'm, I'm presenting a poster. So they're doing this room kind of, do you remember back in the day you do like science? Po- what are yes. those called? Science fairs. Oh Thank my God. You, Bishop. I hated those. I hated hold, going. Hold on Bishop. Those. So I'm doing a poster for HSUS. Uh, all I can tell you, the title of the poster is humanizing the badge. And I'm really excited and I want Bishop to come so we can do some podcasting from HSUS Expo. And if we do that, um, we'll make sure we get get with you, Amber, if you're there and, and just have a blast. So, yes, we're I really want to go. About it. I, um, one of my other Oklahoma animal control officers, um, she's kind of my travel girl. She went with me to Florida um, when best friends, they have like a little symphony thing. I don't know. Um, okay. Back in Texas. I went with her to that. Her name is Michelle. She's from Glenpool. She's been doing up, this Michelle? shout out um, for a very long time. Um, she's a very sweet human. But yeah, so she's asked me. She's like, "You want to go?" So she's my travel buddy. All right, cool. So hopefully we get to go together. We look forward to seeing you there. Thanks so much, Amber. You were you crushed it today. You did I? I was story, a little worried. I talked no, a lot. No, you're so. I think, well, <laughs> but I think that's, you know, people want to hear those stories. They really do. And that, again, Bishop and I, you know, talked about it before the new year started is like, we've had some amazing guests over the the years that we've been doing this, but I think people, our listeners, our officers want to hear officers stories. And so I think for you, you know, you, you definitely were able, was, were able, can't say the word Bishop Ever. was able to provide that insight. And, and so I'm sure people appreciate it, you know, reach out to the show, if you have follow up or if you want to send Amber some some kudos, you can do that. We can pass that along. We want to, you know, remind people to check out our website, humanemain.com. We're also located on what what are those website thingies called? Facebook, Instagram. Social media. Thank you. I almost said Tinder. I'm not even on Tinder. <laughs> Listen, don't go to Tinder. Also, <laughs> let me tell you. So I get on them and then I get off of them. I got on Hinge. Okay, my lab talk like this. Um, I got yeah, on Hinge not? every day. And people, they're single people in the animal control profession. Keep it moving. Let's go. I'm Most honestly, of us because it's cra- we're crazy. I, I got on Tinder and I have you know I have my cat pictures. So I'll, you know I'm going to take back my cocker cocker spaniel spirit animal. I'm taking it back. You I'm can't. A cat. Ch- you're I now. I'm, I'm no, you're both. I'm putting you as both. It's Please put me as both. I am a cat um, because I've decided like I like people, but I don't like them. And then when yes. I don't like something, I should be able to slap it and make it go away because that's literally. Like a cat. Hold this... on. What if we created a like an animal no, welfare? Doing... Hold on. An animal welfare <gasps> dating app. And, like, instead of swipe left or swipe right, you could do like Pommy. a lick. You could lick. Or for, like, oh, that's or... going to turn into a thing. No, no, that this is we're getting into furry territory, Dan. I didn't with, know that was a thing, but also let me tell you something on my hand. Podcast. And then Amber, thank you so, so much for joining us. Great stuff today. Please like we really need y'all to rate this podcast. If you rate it, the more you rate it. Uh, so go to your Spotify, go to your Apple Podcasts, go to the bottom, click whatever stars you want to give it, which would be five, we hope, and write yes. a little thing. Just write something funny. Uh, the more you rate it. 
the more opportunities we have to give back. Uh, I've tried giving back already to send somebody to a conference. Nobody wanted to play that game. So keep <gasps> keep listening. Nobody wanted to play that game. Yeah. Uh, keep listening and there'll be opportunities to win options to go to other conferences this year and check out the website we'll promote it there as always bishop we like to say thank you for listening and keep it keep it humane humane